Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. My name is Mike Tanner, and I will be your host today. Today, I'm actually not going to tell you the topic of our conversations. I'm going to tell you a story that began, in my mind, about 19 years ago. 19 years ago, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but 19 years ago, I was in grade 12, and I was a football player. I was very excited about being a football player. I had uh, I'd grown up kind of as a bit of a, a nerd, uh, if you will. Um, and by kind of, I mean, I collected and played the Star Trek version of the Magic the Gathering game. And I was, you know, not that big, not that strong, not that fast. And then I discovered football and I got in a little bit better shape and I learned to play the game and I learned to really love the game. And I had this idea in my mind that I hated our rivals. Now, growing up, the school I went to, there was a, another school directly across the street, which were a huge rival of mine, of our, of our schools. There was also a team about 100 kilometers away or so, and they were the, the furthest team away from us physically, but they were also a very competitive team and were basically our normal main competitor when it came to vying for provincial championships. And so I developed a hatred for that team. They were who we often played in championship games. And they were who, in some cases, beat us in championship games. In some cases, we beat them. It was a, a, quite a rivalry at times. And I had in my head that they were these evil people. And most of this probably sounds really ridiculous now as a, as a grown-up, and I can assure you that it certainly seemed ridiculous to me. But if you think back and you think about what you understood about motivation, about people when you were younger, there's a good chance that you had some similar ideas about what people were like. So I had this idea that everyone that played for that particular school was this evil, awful, terrible human being whose sole purpose was to destroy me and my team. And then it came that I played on the provincial team, so our sort of team Nova Scotia. And we had a game in that team's town, and we had roommates. And everyone stayed on campus, and my roommate was someone who played the same position as I did, who attended this rival school. And my first thought was, I can't believe I'm in a room with one of these monsters, these terrible people. And then I started talking to them because I had to, and I realized a few things. Number one, the very first thing I realized was that they thought the very same things about me. You know, it's kind of akin to when you see these, you know, movies like District 9, where you're thinking, oh, these are the evil monsters that we're up against, and then you realize that they're not. Uh, when you see a movie like, uh, I'm dating myself here, but there's a, a really quite interesting movie called Small Soldiers. Uh, where you're led to believe that someone's a good guy and it, it turns out they're not. And so I had this idea, I, I discovered that they thought the exact same about me. I was the bad guy as far as they were concerned. And then I realized that not just in what they thought about me, but in what they thought about most things, they were just like me. They were not a terrible human being. They were someone who desperately wanted to win and really would push themselves to the limit to do so. And it was around this time that I 
I think this is when I actually started to think a little bit about motivation and about how people operate. Before this, the main motivation that I that I had was to be, you know, yelled at that I needed to do a better job, and I would go ahead and do a better job. And and to this day, uh, the stick works a lot better than the carrot with me when it comes to motivating me to do a good job. But I started to think about what motivated other people. And I sort of came to the conclusion that people were surprisingly similar to each other. That's something I then sort of put away. I kind of packed that away. And I didn't do anything in my life that really related to that particular concept uh, for the next probably 15 years. Just a few years ago, when I sort of got into some coaching uh, sort of on a full-time basis or a part-time basis and began to dig into more what motivated people, I started to see things across populations of people. And one of the things that I noticed was that most people were actually very, very similar. Very few people were actually that different from one another. I particularly like to think about this as it relates to branding, social media presence, those sorts of things. Sometimes we see people with a a huge social media presence, uh, an enormous following of people that, you know, are, are just engaged and interested in what they do. And while it's true that those people are different from us in that they're obviously providing some sort of content that is valuable to those users, they're not different from us at their They're people with families and with goals and with ambitions and specifically with fears. And those fears are very similar to the same fears that that most of us have. And so I really started to think more and more about how similar we were to the people that we think are so different from us. We hear a lot from celebrities talking about how hard different aspects are, you know, having privacy, having um, how difficult it is for them to build relationships. And we have a tendency to dismiss those fears, those concerns, those issues. We have a tendency to, to suggest that, well, you got money, you got fame, what else do you need? And most of us who've had any glimpse into that world of any significant, any significant amount understand that people have the exact same issues across the board. So, you know, there's sort of a saying about how we're, we compare our everyday to other people's highlight reels online. And I think that's absolutely true. You know, when I look at the mentors that really push me to be better from an online perspective, for example. So when I look at the people whose work I really, really admire, some of those people I've been lucky enough to meet and what I discover is they're not these magical people that that are so different from me. They're people who just happened to work a little harder, a little smarter, or a lot harder, or a lot smarter. But at the core, they're, they're still the same types of people. They're still the same, the same ilk. And I think when we can start to think about that from a social media perspective, especially from a social media marketing perspective, then we can start to be a little more honest about what's going on with us. There's an incredible podcast that I really love called Startup by Gimlet Media. One of the reasons I love listening to the Startup podcast is what they've done is 
they've basically said, let's tell the story of startups, not the story that startups necessarily want to portray to the world of, you know, we just got another round of funding and we're growing and we're, you know, our user acquisition models going really well and all those sorts of things. Instead, the kind of stories that startup tells are, how are you reacting to problems? How do you deal with growth? You know, growth isn't always a fantastic thing. Growth can be very, very positive, but it also brings with it a host of problems. It's the number of times I've been listening where you hear about someone who founded a company, came up with a great idea, grew that business into something, got some investment, and were immediately just dismissed from running that company or in, in some cases being involved in that company at all and who lost out on, you know, million or billion dollar industries because they were just excluded. It's incredible to me that that's something that happens. But the nice thing I like from that is seeing that it's not easy. It's not simple. It doesn't all work out all the time. And we start to see that the fears of these multimillionaire CEOs of startups are identical to the fears that we have. And so that's what I think about when I think back to my time as a football player. I think of the idea that all the people that I was playing against had the same hopes, fears, issues, concerns, foibles, quirks, whatever, as I did. Um, I'm on my way right now returning from playing in a, a senior adult beginners hockey league. And one of the things that's really changed my perspective on things is thinking about those players, those players from that rival school and realizing that they weren't out to get me. They were out to win and they were out to play and they were out to do all those things. And that what happened with me was unconnected. It wasn't, it wasn't really related to it. Now, when I get to play against people that are my age and, vaguely my skill level, although I'm sort of bottom of the barrel of the league that I play in, I, you know, slam into a guy on the boards and I, I apologize or I say, hey, you okay? Those kind of things. And those kind of things change over time as you start to realize that everyone's trying to do the same thing. So from a social media perspective, there's sort of two lessons you can take out of this. The first is don't get down when you see how well other people are doing because they're probably projecting an image that's not necessarily exactly what's going on in their work or personal life. We, we tend to be a little dishonest in those particular regards. So that's the first part of it. You know, don't beat yourself up because somebody that you follow online seems to be awesome. I've met some of these awesome people. They're not always awesome. And sometimes they're really awesome, but they're also just awesome people. The second thing that I really want to sort of push from this perspective is that the way that these people have got noticed online, the way that they've gained followers, gained a, a community and developed all those things is through hard work and innovative ideas. Those are the things that make a difference. It doesn't make a difference if you just push content or you try and engage with people, all those kinds of things. It matters if you do good work and if you're innovative in the work you do. You know, there's a couple of Instagram accounts that I follow that are innovative in what they do. And that's how they've achieved growth. 
because they've shown themselves to be thought leaders in the concept of social media innovation. So what I really would love for you to do as we, as you kind of move forward in your, in your companies, specifically in your social media marketing campaigns, is I want you to think, is what I'm doing actually what I'm showing? And you don't have to necessarily show everything. I mean, the startup podcast does that and I, I like the way they do it, but you don't have to show everything, but you have to be honest. You have to do really, really great work if you actually want to be noticed. And the big key that I find in all these things is do something innovative, do something different, do something, you know, if you're going to make a video, this is one of the things that I, that I find about, you know, these different apps that you can get that will give you these, Hey, we create these cool, funky videos. The problem is, is that very, very quickly, that's what everyone's making. And so you once again, get lost in a crowd. You, you try to reach out and do something innovative, but you're just doing the same innovative things that everybody else is doing that are innovative. And that kind of thinking just really kind of backfires in a lot of ways. So be truly innovative, try and be out on the edge a little bit. And, you know, there's a great line from any given Sunday where Al Pacino as the coach is talking to his team and he says, try and do something big, do something amazing. I'm not going to eat your lunch for that. And I've always loved the concept of, I'm not going to eat your lunch for that because I think that that's the mentality that we need to move forward with is I'm not going to get in trouble for trying to be awesome. You hear thing, you hear people say things like, you know, ask forgiveness, not permission. I think that can sometimes backfire, but I like the concept of go do something fantastic. And if it doesn't work, go do something else fantastic. If that doesn't work, go do something else fantastic. So when you're looking at your branding online, when you're looking at your, your social media presence, as it were, when you're looking at the way that your company presents themselves to the public, I think that you really need to take the time to try to be honest, authentic, but interesting in some way. And realize that all the people that you think are, you know, superstars and, and this and that, they're just people working really, really hard. And unless they're buying followers, in which case they're kind of assholes, but that's a whole different topic. Anyways, I hope you've enjoyed this talk. I hope that you can legitimately take a look at the people around you, whether it be online or in real life, and try and see what they're doing and understand that they are you know, people like yourself. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. We're at One Red Cat Media on most platforms. You can also reach out uh, to Mike at OneRedCat.com. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think of the show so far. We've gotten a lot of, I hear all the time people that say things like, oh, I really love the podcast. And I get some of those comments and stuff. If you feel that way, it would be super duper fantastic if you could review our podcast, rate our podcast, try and get us in a place where we can get to more years as we move forward. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day.